This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Late Late Chat Show with me, Toby Paincook, and my excellent friend, Ed Finch. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and you are listening live. Tune in live at ttradio.org, or to join in the conversation, download the Podbean app and search Teachers Talk Radio. Follow the hashtag TT Radio. Tune in, talk it out with Teachers Talk Radio. So good evening, everyone. If you are listening, if you can hear me live, I'm, I'm Toby and I'm on Teacher Talk Radio and I'm expecting Ed to join me at some point uh, to broadcast you our last show of the summer. Now, um, until until the 31st of August. It's going to be a good show tonight, I think, because Ed and I are thoroughly in holiday mode. Um, we are going to be celebrating uh, the fact that we're all on holiday. Even Tom H.B., of um, Teachers Talk Radio Posse. He is um, on holiday today. Some people didn't break up until today. I don't know what sort of school that is or what part of the country it's in. Um, Anyway, I know most of you broke up last Friday or last Wednesday. Um, If you're in Leicestershire, you broke up two weeks ago, over two weeks ago, um, as did I um, in a private independent school. And I know some independent schools even broke up three weeks ago. So anyway, um, when Ed joins us, we are, we'll be having a lucky dip. We're going to have some music. We're going to talk about um, who lucky dip of, of topics. This episode of Teachers Talk Radio has been made possible with support from Witherslack Group, the UK's leading provider of SEN education and care. They're here to support you too through an ever-growing offer of free resources, including webinars, podcasts, articles and events aimed at supporting teaching professionals like you. Visit their website at www.witherslackgroup.co.uk to find out more. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it, because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible. If you have a passion for education and a talent for teaching and learning, the Witherslack Group want to hear from you. 
Join them as they open an incredible new school in Essex and be a founding teacher of English, maths, science or primary with multiple leadership opportunities available too. As Teachers Talk Radio partners, we know how much they care about the well-being of staff and their offer to you will be superb. To find out more and apply for a role, visit www.withaslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers. This is Teachers Talk Radio, and this is Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. England, charities and unions have warned that poorer families face grim choices and patchy support over summer, as they spend weeks without free school meals amid the worsening cost of living crisis. The government has resisted calls to continue free school meals over the six-week break, which is a source of worry for low-income families as energy bills and food prices continue to rise. Sarah Ogilvie from the Child Poverty Action Group said, The school holidays will be particularly difficult for low-income families this year, with spiralling costs piled on to the worry about lack of free school meals. Unlike in Scotland and Wales, where robust support is in place to replace preschool meals, parents in England have to contend with haphazard and ill-thought-out schemes and are left scrambling to provide for their children. Geoff Barton, from the Association of School and College Leaders, said his union was extremely concerned about the appalling extent of child poverty. In Reading, a campaign is underway to try and tackle pollution and poor air quality outside schools. The University of Reading has supplied the equipment to help schools tackle pollution and improve the health of pupils, staff and parents. The research is being led by Dr Hang Yang from the Geography and Environmental Science Department. He said, The school gates are one of the worst affected areas. The combination of rush hour congestion, proximity to roads and little space to move around makes for a very high level of pollution. By better monitoring the pollution throughout the day, and particularly at busy times, we can help schools to introduce processes which will decrease exposure or potentially even improve air quality in those specific areas. This has been your latest Teachers Talk Radio News with Gail Glenn. This is Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week it's finally the summer break for almost everyone. This is the time when teachers realise that six weeks is a long time and although it's great to be off and doing things, it can cost a lot of money, especially if you've got kids. So, what can tech do for us to help? This episode is about letting tech come to your rescue to find cheap or free days out near you or further afield if you want to travel. This might be my least complicated two-minute tech to date. All you need is access to the internet and a search engine. If you want to make it more techy, ask Siri, Alexa or your favourite AI personal assistant. 
options, I chose the type search option. Typing cheap days out UK, feel free to replace UK with another destination, into a search engine took me to a list compiled by TripAdvisor of the 10 best cheap things to do in the UK. Ideas here range from visiting Tower Bridge to Chester Cathedral, all with ratings and advice from previous visitors. Adjusting my search a little, Free Days Out UK found me another list from Skyscanner ranging from the Natural History Museum to the Royal Botanic Garden in Edinburgh. Then my favourite search of the day, Free Days Out Near Me. This gave me a list of nearby places. If you allowed access to your location, then there is no need to even type the destination. If you prefer not to give that data away, then simply type the destination you're considering visiting. I was impressed by the selection of places I could go, some of which reminded me there's a lot to do in your locality and you don't always have to make a long journey. So this week, I'm going to be asking, what is a good day out near you on Twitter? Let's see if social media can give us some ideas to enjoy our summer without breaking the bank. Why not get in touch with your top tips at TT Radio 2022. Follow us and tell us what is a good, free or cheap day out near you. I'm Steve Woods and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Here he is. He's in the house. Okay. Um, Good evening, Ed. Good evening. I didn't let you down. I didn't let you down. Were you thinking I was going to let you down? I'm celebrating, Ed, that the audio effects are working. Lucy, you have sent in some suggestions for us to talk about. Um, hopefully, Ed's going to let me just check that I've got Ed on call in. Yeah, he's allowed call in. So maybe Ed's going to try calling in again in a moment. Um, and good evening, everyone who's joining us for the chaotic start to this week's show. Um, uh, good evening to those of you and good or good morning to those of you who are listening back tomorrow. Not on your commute, I assume. Anyway, we I've invited some topics for us to talk about. And one of the topics... Um, suggested by, I think, Lucy, was um, summer pleasures and summer nuisances. Um, so ooh, I'm hoping that Ed's going to try joining back in. Here he is. He's back again now. There we go. Am I very quiet? No, you're very loud. Um, oh, well, loud's you... better than quiet, isn't it? <laughs> That's good. Oh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> he's got his, he's got his whistle his, and, and he's got his Yuki and his guitar. Very good. OK, Ed. Right. I can pop downstairs and get a tin whistle and a harmonica if you like. I've got the lot. No, no, we, we got, we, we, we want to keep you. We need you. Um, <laughs> and, and so um, I was just saying that Lucy had sent in some su- suggested topics of um, summer pleasures and summer nuisances, and I was just starting to talk about that. Um, uh, but I had suggested that we start the show with some music this weekend. So if you've got something in mind to kick us off with. He's going out and coming in again. Okay, I'm going to carry on talking about summer nuisances. So first of all, let's do negative stuff first. Um, so Lucy suggested summer pleasures and summer nuisances. There are many summer pleasures, which we can come back to. And I'm sure Ed would like to speak about that if we get him working properly. Um, but summer nuisances, I've got one. And this is quite controversial, controversial. I think lame squirrels would be better, Charlie. Wasps, wasps or wind or snow. It's like a, it's all gone bonkers, hasn't it? But summer nuisances, wasps. Absolutely. Now I know what you mean. I thought you were referring to the organisation of the show, like a wasp in a classroom or the wind or snow day, snow starting snowing. Um, No, wasps are a summer nuisance. I haven't seen many wasps yet. Haven't seen many wasps yet. Um, Good suggestion, though, from um, Charlie that wasps are a summer nuisance. Hello, Ed. They are a Um, significant summer nuisance. They are. They're a late summer nuisance, aren't they? They're a late summer nuisance. I, I don't believe I've seen a wasp yet this year. Have you? 
No, I haven't seen one yet either. I said they, they normally come out in sort of August, late August, don't they? Late but, August. In actual yeah. fact, they're really a back to school nuisance, like back to school um, signs in supermarkets, which are another significant summer nuisance, aren't they? Just they as you're are. trying to get your head around leaving, you know, yes. like school is behind me. I have six weeks to reset, to rehumanize myself, to put myself back in tune with the, the universe, to let my chakras sing. And then you walk into the supermarket, back to school, back to school and back to school stuff. It's also, it's also capitalist isn't it it's also they're trying to sell stuff that you don't need we, it's, it's, we, we're going to get into pen gate if we're not careful here because you know really most children need a pen a pencil maybe a ruler maybe a rubber and maybe a calculator if they're a bit older and and a pencil case but what they don't need is 15 tons of smiggle stuff um and it's always the kids who have all the stuff all the stuff all the gear, but no idea. And then the ones you actually want, who who you know haven't got a pencil or a pen, it's just it's a bit bonkers. The back to school stuff, I think, isn't it? But it, it, it happened in our day. I remember going into Woolies in Biddeford to get me back to school stuff. I used to quite like that priest going back to school stationery shop. It was quite exciting. But um, yeah, no, I agree. It puts you off. I don't know what's happened. Okay, my summer nuisance. Now it doesn't really annoy me, and this is going to this is quite controversial. As someone who's done a fair amount of sea swimming this summer so far, a lot down at Winchelsea and pet level um, in the heat wave in, in Sussex um, in Kent, walking in the paddling shallows of Camber Sands in Kent. Um, and I'm down here now in Devon. I've swum in a few different spots, swam with Ed um, on our walk last week um, on Sunday. Wonderful, wonderful walk. It was a bit of a gloomy day. And um, the tide was pretty rough, and um, but went for a swim there. Um, and I've been to had a swim yesterday evening at Westwood Ho, and and today at lunchtime at low tide at Speaks Mill Mouse South of Heartland Key, Bucks Mills, lovely, lots and lots of sea swimming, I love it. But I like the freedom to just go into the sea. So yeah, I've got a pair of pants or swimming trunks on, a pair of knickers as Ed would call them, and I just go into the sea and I swim and I paddle and I wallow. I've got so much blubber these days that I can float like the Dead Sea without moving my arms or my feet. So my feet can just sit out, sit out of the water, my arms can sit out inside and I can just sort of sunbathe on the surface of the water. It's blissful. Um, but I'm always baffled by People who have to, in order to enjoy the beach, have loads of stuff with them. Beach paraphernalia. That's what I'm saying is a summer nuisance. It, it doesn't affect me, but it's just people have got their dinghies and their rubber rings and their, their you know, and the worst is basically a wasp on the water. The jet skis come out and, you know, people don't seem to, be able to enjoy nature or being in the sea without loads of plastic you know plastic tat um floats and oh i don't know what else is there windsurfing kite surfing sailing boats yeah i know the whole thing i'm not into it really hello hello how's that <laughs> well it's all right at the moment it's all right i'll tell you what i'm i'll just keep coming I'm just and going. talking you talk ed the, the floor hey, is yours welcome to the show it's saying welcome to the show thanks for joining us on teachers talk radio text in tell us your name where you are in the world it thinks i'm new every time which is kind of sweet um i was going to sing you a song should i have i gone quiet again yet keep keep going i'll, I'll okay, keep i'm going to sing you a song uh because it's beautiful and because 
everybody on my Twitter feed has been thinking about Joni Mitchell today. She hasn't died, if that's what you're worrying about. She just did a concert at the weekend, which is the first one she's done in like 20 years, and it was beautiful. And frankly, everybody on my timeline has forgotten about yeah. pens and isolation booths and like funny handshakes at doors, and we're all just going, I love Joni! So... Rows and flows of angel hair And ice cream castles in the air And feather canyons everywhere I've looked at clouds that way But now they only block the sun They rain and snow on everyone So many things I would have done But clouds got in my way I've looked at clouds from both sides now From up and down and still somehow It's cloud illusions I recall I really don't know clouds at all Do you want verse two? Yes, it's beautiful, you're so good, I'm not going to interrupt Ferris wheels, the dizzy dancing way you as every fairy tale comes real, I've looked at love that way. But now it's just another show. You leave them laughing when you go. And if you care, don't let them know. Don't give yourself away. You can join in the chorus. Come on, Toby. I've looked at love from both sides. Science now. Um, that was beautiful from Ed Finch, who's, and there's a big claps from Gnome. Definitely wonderful, worthy of audio effects. Roger's history liked the show. That, thank you. Well done. A really, really lovely piece of, of Joni. Joni Mitchell. I love Joni Mitchell. Um, and I love Neil Young, both Canadians, and Leonard Cohen, all the Canadians. Um, but um, Leonard Cohen is no longer with us, but he's still on Spotify. Um, but Joni and Neil Young, of course, taking their stuff off Spotify. And I'm only sort of on Spotify at the moment. But give it a few weeks. going to get my record player and my stereo out and be able to play some some records and some CDs again. Hello? What was that? <laughs> what were you talking about? Um, we've talked about back to school signs. We've talked about um, summer beach paraphernalia. That's me being a grumpy old man. Um, we've talked about uh, wasps. Um, let's talk about summer pleasures. Summer pleasures. So come on, people, those of you listening live, bung in the chat. What things have you enjoyed so far this summer? Um, what thing have you enjoyed about this summer holiday so far? Summer pleasures. I um, Obviously, generally speaking, I'm going to throw out there festivals and outdoor gigs. I saw a great outdoor gig. I, I cycled out to a village called Shebia, five miles from my mum's house. And I noticed that they've got a new landlord and landlady, been there about a year. The Devil's Stone Inn, the Devil's Stone Inn in Shebia, um, named after there's this big stone outside the church in the, in the village, sort of greeny, gridded square in the centre of the village. And um, the Devil's Stone has to be turned every, I think it's Halloween, to keep the devil away, keep the evil spirits away from the village. Um, there's a long myth about it. Um, and but the pub's called the Devilstone Inn, which is a great name for a pub, I think. Um, second only to the Dirty Habit in Hollingbourne in Kent, um, named after the uh, habit that uh, 
nuns or monk nuns wear but of course the dirty habit is a great name for a pub too um great pub names that's a good topic isn't it um anyway um in this pub at the devilstone inn they were advertising um bands they have a band every saturday night and they play outside in the garden and last week it was some cornish sea punk and they played a fantastically sort of punky pub rocky piratey version of britney's toxic which was great i loved that um and so that's one of the things i like cornish sea punk sounds amazing it was it was great fun this week it's going to be even better though because they have got a band called the sons of django um dj a n g o sons of django which are obviously um a scar two-tone and rock steady group um Stephen bones wants to call in who on earth is that Oh, no, they've disappeared. I'm not going to accept. Well, I might do, but I don't know who you are. Hello. Um, anyway, um, and um, so outdoor gigs. Um, there's really some good suggestions here. Trips to Cornwall. I mean, trips to Cornwall are good, Charlie. But the trouble with a trip to Cornwall, unless you go um, through the air, um, then um, you've got to cross through Devon. And, and what reason is there to go beyond Devon when you are in God's own county? Although I do acknowledge that in Cornwall, you are always much nearer to the coast, wherever, whatever part of Cornwall you're in, than you may be if you're in the middle of Devon, it's still a long schlep up to the north coast or a long schlep down to the north coast, south coast. So, so Cornwall's great, but there's a lot of people in Cornwall in the summer. And I've, I've said a quite depressing statistic about Cornwall is that... Um, Something like 30% or 35% of Cornish residents, including children, have never been to the beach. So very outside of the tourist um, trade, outside of the summer holidays, um, when, you know, half the population of Chelsea and Hampshire and the home counties um, and all the kind of former posho types that, like me, when I used to go down to Cornwall, to Polseth and Rock, Kensington-on-Sea, and my youngest daughter is going down there camping in a few weeks. Um, and Gemma's going to Boardmasters Festival as well, middle one. So, um, but anyway... Um, Cornwall um, is um, full of people, but it's also very, very poor, very, very poor, a lot of deprivation, a lot of poor areas in Cornwall and and going to the beach um, is is seen as a middle class um, and sort of affluent middle class thing these days. I, I know it isn't in some places. You go to Westwood Ho, my local beach. Um, I don't think we could call that too middle class at times. I mean, the, you know, the, the locals may be. But um, I think, um, likewise, um, there's Skeggy, isn't there? And Bogner and Banger and, and all these places didn't. We have a lovely day, the day we went to Banger. Um, but, you know, interesting, interesting about the, that in Cornwall. So going to Cornwall, not eating sandwiches is a good one, Lucy. Not making lunch boxes. I'm very privileged. I have a free lunch at school. I'm very fortunate. I realise I'm very fortunate. No alarm clock. No alarm. I will be setting my alarm, though, this Saturday, because I've got to be in Biddeford by quarter to seven to allow 45 minutes boarding to get on to the MS Oldenburg across to Lundy Island. So there's this little island in the Bristol Channel, about 12 miles off Heartland Point called Lundy Island, and I've been looking at it all my life. Um, whenever I swim at Westwood Ho on beach days as a child, James Wan wants to, I'm going to accept it. I might say goodbye. Um, hello, good evening, James. Hi. Uh hello. Oh, you've gone. Oh my gosh, this might prove it might be something wrong with my computer. If, if, if you've called in and I can't hear you, 
It says Ed's connected and it says James is connected. James, I can't hear you. Are you speaking? Call ended. Oh, no. Okay. He's call ended. Don't let him in. Let me in. <laughs> oh, this is going funny. Lundy is gorgeous. Hello, Kate, says Lundy is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. I'm, I know it's gorgeous, but I've, I've been a bit blasé about it because I've walked every inch of the North Devon coast. Um, it's coming back again. Here we go. Um, I, um, I've walked every inch of the North Devon coast from, from Mort Point, um, just sort of south of Ilfracombe, all the way around through the Tor Torridge Estuary. Um, Hello, north. can you hear me? Is that Ed now? Yes, it's Ed. But we've I'm also on got my iPad. It's hey. different. I've never done it on my iPad before. This is new and exciting. This is good. I've got CPD CC. Yes. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I think that's some auto-generated thing because I've just found um, Podbean on the iPad and whacked straight in without registering. So I think it's made oh, up. A, oh, that's oh, you. Yeah. But it's me, that's and I'm me. here, and I'm here on the iPad. It's exciting, oh, isn't it? It's really exciting. Oh, Ed, I'm so sorry. You were floundering, and I thought, I, was, I mean, I just felt so much love for you. So much huge I love. Think, I think I just want to be with you. <laughs> well, I know, and I want to be with you right now. But, you know, we can't be together. But we can well, be we together are. on the radio. That's what I mean. I want, I want to be So what happened with Joni then? Because I kind of missed the, like, did you get, like, the first verse and it just cocked? We got we you went on to the second verse and you encouraged me to sing along. And, All right, and, and, and then I it cocked. And, then I <laughs> and that's what I shan't I shan't invite you to sing along again. Then that's clearly the. It was the. It was. The, well, you've got such a beautiful voice, and you've got such great musicality. You, 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 you know. It's. It's. I shouldn't. I should only really be joining in if you're doing the Beastie Boys or something like that. Really, oh, I shouldn't. Well, shouldn't no, be joining in with Joni. Um. In fact, come on. As you're back on, yeah. let's have. Some, can we have some more music, please? Come on, let's have it. And because uh, did you manage to figure out how to do the news, or is that still not going to happen? Right. Um, it's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. I, we will talk... Summering is the, was the prompt, wasn't it? Um, I will. I will talk about adverts and things in a minute. But yeah, I got my first real six string. Bought it at the five and dime. Played it till my fingers bled. Was the summer of '69. Me and some guys from school. We had a band and we tried real hard. Jimmy quit. Jody got married. I should have known we'd never get that far Oh, but when I look back now That summer seemed to last forever And if I had the choice, yeah I'd always want to be there Those were the best years of my life No use in complaining when you got a job to do. Spent my evenings down at the driving, and that's when I met you, Toby. Yeah, <laughs> standing on your mama's porch. I have actually. You told me that you'd wait forever. forever. Oh, and when you held my hand, I knew that it was now or never. Those were the best days of my life. Oh, yeah. Back in the summer of 69 Ooh. Man, we were killing time We were young and restless and we needed to unwind That's very much like us at the weekend, wasn't it? It was Nothing could last forever Okay, where are we going? Last verse 
And now the times are changing Look at everything that's come and gone Sometimes when I play that old six string I wonder about you and I wonder what went wrong Standing on your mama's porch You told me that it would last forever Oh, when you held my hand I knew that it was now or never Those were the best days of my life yeah, yeah, back in the summer of 69. Oh, it was this. How much older than me is he if he got his first real six string in the summer of 69? Because I think he's like my age, but he can't be. I wasn't born Ryan in 69. Adams has got to be older than you. Considerably some... so. It... He's got to be 14. When some... Yeah. When was summer of 69 a hit? About 80. Do you think Seven? this is like Greece and he's casting it back in time because 69 was cooler than whenever he was that age? Oh, I th no, I think he would. He must have been 25-ish in the mid-late 80s. Yeah. I think he must have been 25. I reckon he must have been born in about 1960, early 60s. Okay, so That's if he my... was born in 1960 he got his first real six-string in the summer of 69, he was nine-ish. Well, that's, that's a little that's bit worked. young, really, to be playing it till your fingers bleeding and getting off with whatever her name. Do we know her name? Anyway, is it, auto is it autobiographical? I, I mean, I presume it is, but with so many popular music songs, you you jump to the conclusion that the singer is in fact, you know, the narrator in themselves, and that it's a first person song. So often, it turns out that isn't true. I don't know no. whether Jarvis he, did meet someone at St. Martin's College. I don't know if he, you know, whether, I don't know. Yeah. And well, you know. some of Jarvis's lyrics and in, in some of his, um, yeah. Just, I, yeah. I, well, I some of them, if they are all in the first person, then. <laughs> it's warped, warped. Well, um, anyway, we don't know if this really is an autobiographical song in the voice of the actual man, Brian Adams. But if it is, I think he's slightly lying about his age. Yeah? Yes. Yes. Because he was my brother, who's not that much older than me, goes on about being a child of the 60s on the yeah. basis that he was born in the 1960s, whereas I was born in the 1970s. I'm born in the year of decimalization. He thinks this makes him cooler than me. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying he isn't cooler than me, but. You know, I'd, have, I'd have loved to have been, I mean, you know, I'm quite happy with being born in 1972. It's fine. Um, but I'd have been quite happy to have been. To have been an early teenager about mm. 1965 just just to be turning sort of 13 and 60 so born in 52 yeah yeah nonetheless and there was a great then, deal and then, of very classy you... music i mean i'm born in the same in 1971 if you look at the roster of brilliant albums released in 1971 i'm going to google that now yeah, albums yeah, released loads. in you know, yes, it's kind of be cool in the 60s, but, you know, you've got your Freddie and the Dreamers alongside everything else, haven't you? Oh, no, no, no. And what I mean is, though, you could have you could have been you'd have been, you'd been coming into almost a legal age for sex, drugs and rock and roll circa yeah. 1968. Let me just so tell you, to be, who's yeah, next? And... Led Zepp 4, Sticky Fingers, What's Going On, Tupelo Honey from Van Morrison. Um uh, it was, uh, it was, Aqualung one. from Tull, Metal from Plastic Floyd. Plastic Ono Band. <laughs> <laughs> Doors, um, LA Woman. The man who Aaron sold Nilsson, the world. I'm just reading the list Lady now, Bang. really. A, a lot of what I'm saying is a lot of very good albums were released in 1971, yeah, yeah. and so was one. I.
71 and, was good, 70 was good, 69 was good. I know a lot of people who were alive in the 60s who didn't like the 60s music at the time, just no. as I know a lot of people alive in the 70s who thought the 70s music was rubbish. But I yeah. think early 70s was really good and late 70s. It went a bit awry in the middle, didn't it? Although it went a little bit awry with, with all that, unless you liked glam rock which or, or, mm-hmm. or early disco, which was, which was I suppose, okay. Um, there was, I suppose dub reggae and, and reggae was quite big in the in the in the mid seventies. That that started mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Ed, what else are we going to talk about? So do you want do you want to bring something out of the lucky dip? Um, any any topics? Well, we had, so to have, have we finished with summer pleasures and summer nuisances? Because there was another there was a, there was a suggestion of carnival, which I thought carnival. I carnival. Carnival was a good Let's one. Let's talk about carnival. Um, yeah. Hopefully Charlie's still in. Charlie suggested carnival. Yeah, carnival, first of all. Go on then. You go first. Oh, go I don't on. know. I mean, I'm, so I'm in, uh, as you probably know, I live in rural Devon now. I used to live in uh, in Oxford. We used to have amazing carnival. And I really want to see if I can bring that to the people at Chagford. So we got, um, we used to have, on the Cowley Road in Oxford, we'd have, we'd have like 25,000 people lining this not very big street. Huge thing. Me taking, for a couple of years, I actually got to lead the procession, take the samba band up through the middle of that crowd with the kids just like dumbstruck by the noise of it bouncing back off the walls and the noise from the crowd and stuff. Super, super time. So I think a carnival, that's that's what I think of. A carnival's great. They're all Lots of Devon villages, I remember. They um, do, don't they? Yeah, lots of, different, lots of them and... like push tar bar- barrels down a street and things. <laughs> I remember I going that. to the Dalton Carnival. Which is Dalton, a small village where where Charlie Watts used to live. Rest mm. in peace, um, Charlie. And so Dalton, he lived near Dalton um, uh, for for many many years. And um, that yeah, little carnivals, little village carnivals, little town carnivals. It's a lovely thing. There's one happening in Deal at the moment, isn't there, Charlie? I believe um, in Kent, Deal in East Kent, where Charlie is. And um, but also, I love the big one, the big one, Notting mm. Hill Carnival. I mean, all that street food. All that bass, all that, um, you know, West kind of Indian music, like that mm. is just, you know, I love it, love it, love it. But, yeah. um, and I have got a friend who works for the Met who doesn't love it as he has to, he can never do what he wants August Bank Holiday weekend because he's always, <laughs> always working. Um, so, um, but I think, I think the concept of carnival is great. Um, I always, I, I, a bit embarrassing that comes to mind. Um, Ferris Bueller comes to mind. Um, the carnival. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that twist and shout was the song he played from the back of a float, wasn't it? In that, um, that's quite a summary tune. I don't um, know that they let him do that, you know, because otherwise that film is is very very plausible. But that bit when he gets up on the float and sings lead vocal and everybody stops, I think at that says, point it feels yeah. like we've gone into a kind of a dream or into a kind of a fugue exactly. State. Yeah, no, Other it's than not. That, you know, the film it absolutely hangs together, doesn't it? It does sort of like, hang together. Do you, know, you think really do that? I mean, that, no, is that exactly. real? I mean, if you jumped up onto a float in the middle of Chicago, I think it was set in Chicago, wasn't it? I Very think Bueller. security would take me down very No, quickly. I think they'd go, gosh, it's Ed Finch. Give you him think, his Yuki. Tell let's me go. off the bed and let's buy my beer, rock. they'd say. We didn't know you were passing through this way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you... Can you do your you you were good last week? I loved your summer holiday last week, and um, oh, it's good anyway. I'm um, just I ought, I feel as we're 40 minutes in uh, to yeah. the most chaotic and um, <laughs> glitchy show of all time. We were going I, for like a really cool, cheesy one, weren't we? Like, yeah, it's last one for the summer, yeah, we'll just take it super easy. Um, I would just like to say that I'm sorry that I have had some te- technical difficulties with the loading 
of the news. So that means that in this last show from the summer, I can't play any adverts. But Teachers Talk Radio has some sponsors. Um, I think Withers Slack Group is one of them. Um, and I think another one is Oxford University Press. Um, oh, yeah. And so I'm just doing a bit of plug for, for people because you know Oxford University Press I'm quite a big fan of Oxford University Press they they make a lot of good textbooks I like the Activate books in chem so what in, are they flogging in- what, what, do you not get a script of the advert I haven't got the script because the script the only script I've got I've searched on email is is really out of date. So so yeah. I'm just I'm just mentioning that those two come to mind. And then normally we'd also have Steve Woods' tech update. Yeah, but he also on... flogs his course on how to code in um, Python, doesn't he? So he does Python. If you Python's want to learn how to code in Python, get in touch with Steve. He'll show Steve you how to do it. It's a short course, but it just gives you the very basics. And we haven't got Hello, we world. haven't got the um, niche bit of education news from mainly scotland yes. um, this week either so um, i should I'm... imagine that scottish education has been quiet this week because they're plumb in the middle of their summer holiday they are they, they start, um, yeah. their uh, government is slightly more responsible about when they release news than ours isn't it so I'm very uh... yeah exactly i'm very excited about you going up to inverness ed um you you're gonna be at inverness uh, i mean okay we're, we're quite a long way past midsummer but it's gonna be light quite late up yeah, there isn't it, it? Is. I was um, in Edinburgh for almost plumb on midsummer. Do you remember the, um, the, was it called the Million March or something? When Bob uh, Bob Gold tried to get a million people to go up to Edinburgh and make a white circle for, I don't know what it was, my climate change piece or something. Mm. I was staying in a friend in St Andrews, which is a little couple of clicks north. It didn't get dark. And we had a fridge full of beer. And my mate Brendan, who we stayed with, said, no one's going to bed till this fridge is empty. And it was really full. And, and and we were staying up and I kept thinking, when it gets dark, then I can reasonably go to bed. Because I'd worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, gone straight up on the Friday. And it was like now three in the morning. I was praying for it to get dark and it didn't. And then and then I kind of zoned out for a bit and woke up and I made everybody go to the beach and play beach darts. It's got nothing to oh. do with anything, but I remember it. it didn't get dark, and that was only St Andrews. So yeah, Inverness be light. No, exactly. Through. Well, I went to I yeah. went to Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Aberdeen is a couple of clips north, with, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when I worked with Pfizer, Pfizer's, and they had a small site up there, and I went up to Aberdeen once on one occasion, and um, I think it was late May. And I was really confused because it was still broad daylight at ten yeah. o'clock. It was very peculiar. Um, yeah, it was lovely. That's exciting. Um, have so I... you have you ever have you ever spent time in the, like along the equator anywhere? I'm trying to think. No, I've not been. The furthest south I've been is either Cyprus or um, the Chitwan in um southern nepal which is which is further south i'm not sure which so, is further south so living on the equator as i have done for parts of my life it gets dark about six ish it gets light about six your days are 12 hours long pretty much you know pretty yeah, most of the pretty, year round pretty yeah, it's stra- not, yeah pretty straight so when we have got friends to come stay with me who, who you know ugandan friends come and stay they would find it mind but you could explain to them till the cows came home but they would wake up when it got light they'd wake up have a shower Say, right, I'm awake now. And you go, it's three in the morning <laughs> in the middle of summer. Yeah. They could, there's no, it's light out. And I explained this last night. You will wake up. It'll be light, but go back to sleep. Look at your watch. It is not time to get up, but it's light. I know it's light. Uh, <laughs> and it, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, find it, I find it quite hard. If I do wake up from the light, 
I'm in the morning in in midsummer, you know, four or five in the morning, um, the mm. sun blasting through the thin curtains. Um, I find it quite hard to get back to sleep actually, and, yeah. and it is it is really the best time of the day, the early morning. But it's it's not conducive to sanity if you get up early morning and stay up quite late as well. So um, you know, it's all. But um, there you go. Um, that is um, summer pleasures is is long days, long daylight hours, long evenings and um, early mornings. I think that is a summer pleasure. Um, we've mm-hmm. talked about we. I spoke about pleasures one. when you were a child. Yeah. Uh, the child, the pleasures of yesteryear. I mean, I think the ice cream featured very highly, didn't it? I, I Hawkins Mini ice cream, Millie Milks, or a Zoom. I, if you're lucky, I liked. I like to Zoom. I quite like to feast as well. I, um, I mean, I think that is extraordinarily luxurious. That's like to me, the feast what, is the magnum of my childhood. I didn't have those. What, Mini Milks were as good what's as the got. one with the strawberry with the vanilla in the middle, vanilla mm. ice cream. What did your mum? Yeah, they're like nice. them. Is that a Did did your mum freeze orange squash in the no. in the fridge? No, but no, but 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 we did. I think we used to freeze Ribena, and when I was oh. a parent of young children, and you can um, suck the Ribena out of the ice until you're yeah. just left with a fractured stick of ice. I'm not and... really into flavoured ice. I have to say, <laughs> I think it's overrated. <laughs> I think I think flavoured ice is overrated. I think um, who was it who was talking? There was some. There was quite a funny thread on Twitter. Mm. Someone was quite say Adrian. Bethune, how do you pronounce his surname? Bethune, I think. I think it's got Bethune. an A and a Thu. Adrian Bethune. He was funny about how to enjoy or survive the heat, and he talked about calippos mm-hmm. and avoiding mm-hmm. ice cream, and he talked about mm-hmm. a couple of other things. And it was very, it was quite funny. It was quite funny. Uh, but I've never been a big into the calippo. No, I want. How, ice cream. how do? You, how would you feel about the sorbet? I mean, if I'm in a really, really swanky restaurant, which I've been <laughs> yeah. in about three or four times in my life, I know I'm not I'm not into spending money on dining out, really. Um, I do love good food, though. And so mm-hmm. I think if you have lots of little courses or or you have a sort of very savoury course, um, the idea of a sort of palate cleanser as a sorbet, mm-hmm. um, a small bit, um, that's that's good. But it's not ice cream. I want ice cream, and 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 and, and I, I tell you what. I, but I'm a, I'm a pure vanilla man. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really into any of these flavors. Yeah. I tell um, you what. Kate has just said that she used to love a cider lolly. Now a cider, cider lolly. lolly. That's a good lolly, isn't it? Well, you know, just that's a pint of cold cider is probably better. I don't know. Um, Lucy is saying that she had a beetroot sorbet once, and she's she don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, want don't. An earthy sorbet. <laughs> an earthy sorbet is not. It's not a good idea. No, no, I think uh, no. So I, another summer pleasure that I've got. Um, we, I yeah. was speaking one you were not on um, when we were having techie problems. I was yeah. speaking about swimming in the sea. I just swimming in the sea. Ed, wasn't I it? A I good... heard all that. I just couldn't comment on it. You couldn't comment. On it. So we, 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 I enjoyed our swim. <laughs> that we, we didn't really have a swim, did we? Because we were being sucked out to sea. hurled around by the water we both came out <laughs> bleeding and we were too manly to mention it because we are yeah. very very manly men as you would have picked up dear listener you can imagine you can imagine a sight of these two pallid hairy bodies being dashed against the rocks both of them too emotionally uptight for their middle class upbringings to uh to, to mention it to the other one I mean, oh I... you'd have concussion toby no fine <laughs> 
But it was it was a very exciting swim. It was an exciting swim, and I'm, I'm glad we did it. I wouldn't do it if I was on my own doing that walk on that day. No, I you would have questioned it. Well, you said maybe this isn't wise. You'd have said because because I was with you, and <laughs> I know you weren't going to be near the sea for several weeks. Um, yeah. Uh, or you will be when you go up to Fort William and and um, Inverness. Um, yeah. But um, but but maybe not swimming in the sea there. I don't know. No, you will, I will. Won't. Don't you worry. I'll you'll be go, there. You'll go and see Nessie. You'll go and see Nessie as well. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I love swimming in the sea. I've, I swam, had a lovely swim at our Speaks Mill today, um, where we no, swam together in in June, and that was really it was it was it was it was only sixteen today, not very warm. Um, the air there, but it was lovely in the water, and um, there was one surfer there as well who had a bit of a chat mm -hmm. with afterwards, and um, just very peaceful, very lovely. Um, so other pleasures of the summer for me. Um, and I sent something on the Twitch just before the show. <laughs> Let's read this. Charlie has just commented. Tractors, I've, never read, tractors. I've never read the comments before, but on the iPad, it's really easy. So Charlie <laughs> said, I don't swim in the ocean. New comment. There's stuff in it. <laughs> what? What's Charlie, that? Charlie, what, you're like a Toby you're... and me. Is that the concern? I mean, you're a chemist, Charlie. Chemist or or Don't swim in the ocean. Which... There's stuff there's, in it. There's a lot there of salt be... dissolved in it. And, and, so... a lot of, and it's not just table salt. It's not just sodium chloride. There are Worse other salts in there YouTube. too. Yeah. Um, worst things, not really, not really. I mean, there is, you know, you have to choose where you go. It, it, you know, you you can get slightly dirty, see, um, yeah, and all that. Oh, Ed's tuning up. I think we we probably do need some more music in a minute. Um, I'm just uh, trying. I, plus, I want to sing you a song I've never sung in my life before, so I'm just making sure that it hasn't got difficult chords in. Um, okay. Don't mind me. Yeah, you haven't uh, had the, you haven't had news to practice. You haven't had news to. Dig no, normally from. that's no. the secret that I don't. We don't try to let the listeners know is that normally no. that eight minutes is a blessed opportunity to uh, <laughs> for your sound check. Um, <laughs> quickly work out if I know the chords to the song. I've quickly. Yeah. Uploaded, well, can I just talk about tractors for a bit? In fact, yeah, in I fact, mean that's not, that's not a summer pleasure technically, is it? Well, tractors. It, that's a year-round pleasure. Well, it's a year-round pleasure, but there's more of them in the fields scurrying about about their yeah. business. So if you want, you know, there's lots of that, that and the smell of freshly cut grass or the smell of, of freshly, freshly foraged freshly silage. hay, yeah. freshly foraged silage or this is hay and the smell of the combine dust hanging in the air. Love that. Love that. Mm. That's all good. I, li I like that myself. Um, can, oh, God, can I do a boring pleasures. question? Because yeah, I don't think this is going to be interesting to listeners. So... So your average farmer, I'm not talking about your mega, mega, mega farmer, but your average mid-scale farmer, mm. does he own his own combine or is he renting no. that off, a combine? Well, well, it depends. So, so there isn't such thing. So you used to have mixed farms, right, where yeah. down down here in Devon and, and probably across the whole of, of England, really, and, and Wales, and you'd have mixed farms. So they'd have they'd have a small dairy herd, perhaps, and, yeah. and a few sheep and a few beef cattle That's and right. maybe some pigs. And mm -hmm. then they'd grow a little bit of corn and they'd grow, you know. Uh, the, well, my neighbouring farmer is a sm small family farm by modern standards um, down here in Devon. They've got about 180 acres, which is which is mm. small now for, for, for anything that, mm. you know, one person, if they don't spend any money on anything else other than food and, and, and. Um, yeah. So when, they, they, when it comes to they, he used to do that. they're renting in, aren't they? So they have contractors, con contractors. Contractors, so, yeah. So, so yeah. So but, but in the 70s, when I was a young lad, the 70s and early 80s, most of the farmers with anything over about 
100 acres, 150 acres, 200 acres mm. would would do their own thing. So they might they might be because they wanted to be independent and they'd have but it'd be much more smaller machinery and and they just, you know, but now um, the farms have got a bit bigger. Uh, they've, they've all amalgamated a little bit um, and. And it costs too much, you know, to buy it. So, so they will, they will share. They might, they might have a little, little, um, what's the word? Cooperative. They might share, share. Um, they do that a lot in France, but I don't think they do much over here. But I know, mm. I know, two farmers locally share, share some big gear. Um, or they've got lots of contractors. So yeah. And but it used to take them. My neighbouring farmer, they used to do about eighty acres of silage. So if th- those of you who work in hectares, that's about 30, 35 hectares, eighty acres. Um, of silage, and it should take them a week to bring it mm. in. Um, whereas now they they did they did eighty or sixty acres, I think, um, a few weeks ago when I was down in in June, early June, um, and they did that in two hours with all the big gear, you know, just yeah. rip through it, and and it's just and so, but but well, in terms of combine harvest, pretty much wants that gear at the same time, doesn't it? Well, that's but that's here the problem. It is. We're right yeah, under yeah. harvest. We've got two days. We know the storm's coming in from the from the you know from so I think, the Cornwall end. So Those guys are working like beasts to get round. Absolutely. And how so do I you think... push yourself up the list? I want you now, guys, because I know that we can't do another day of this. I'm sorry, we've got 15 farms on our list. We'll get to you when we get to you. Do we just offer you more money? Do yeah. we shoot so, our well, uh, contracting's <laughs> contracting's rarer in in arable crops so in combined crops crops like wheat and barley and and um etc etc that's rarer because of that fact because you know you you've got a window you know for for a field of wheat you've got a window of plus or minus one week ideally you know yeah. really um to, but, but to, less to if suddenly in. the weather's going to change and you're like well, where do exactly. you go now where did it go now? So they they tend to, they tend to either share a combine with the neighbouring farmer or be big, you know. So so my friend farmer guy, number one farmer guy, mm. who, who you see me tweeting with occasionally, yeah, um, I, he I farms too, yeah. he farms about fifteen hundred acres, I think one thousand five hundred acres, mm-hmm. which is which is a reasonable sized arable farm. But basically, it's it's just him. He has a couple of people to help him in the summer he's got his sons are kind of growing up but as well but they're not they're not quite on the farm permanently so it's really it on in an arable farm these days you're you are about one person and one combine per a thousand acres roughly um and and you know it's it's sort of and then you know i know someone who does harvests two and a half thousand acres um with one combine harvester which you know that that would have been unheard of in the uh 1970s or 1980s that was absolutely no you know you, you needed several machines to get through that much stuff yeah well um, i go back to the 80s yeah. and you needed a village of men with size exactly you, and, so. and it's, cha- it's changed very quickly you know mm-hmm. it, it's I, I think this whole uh rural economy and the same is true in the urban economy as well now isn't it with 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 this just with with um what's yeah. the word automation and, and robots and and so forth it changes very quickly and i don't think you know with the greatest will in the world, even the best politicians in the world, and I know we've got a dearth of them at the moment, but um, yeah. even, you know, I think that it's very hard to keep up with the pace of sort of economic and 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 technological change culturally, I think. You know, I've always had that sort of thing, you know, evolution's really slow. Cultural yeah. change is, you know, evolutionary change is sort of thousands and thousands of years. Cultural mm. change is sort of, 
tens at the very it's least, isn't decades it? Or, or, yeah. or decades. You've got to get through the, to get through um, the generations. generations. Gen- cultural yeah. change is really generations, really, 25 years or so. And But technological change is 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 less than, you know, it's every sort of five years. It's, it's sort of renewing itself. And that has a huge effect yeah. on, on how we live our lives. So anyway... Um, Gosh, there's so much more we could talk about, Ed. Um, uh, See, that is I'm... an interesting question to me, and it's one I was—I've been thinking about off and on for ages. Thinking, you know, where do the where do the combine harvesters go to hibernate? Because they're only used for <laughs> what? How many weeks out of the year do you get to use your combine harvester before you? Yeah, to... I mean, they, 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 they'll be they, the crop, the harvest window. It sort of mm. starts early July with winter barley. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe winter oilseed rape. Winter crops are those ones that are sown before the winter. They're sown sown in the autumn, and then they they have a period of dormancy. They germinate mm-hmm. before the before the winter, and then they have a period of dormancy once they've germinated um, through the winter, and then they they. they, they hit the ground running you know in in march when the weather warms mm. up whereas spring crops are obviously planted in the spring and go back when my dad was farming in the in the late 40s and 1950s and early 60s virtually all crops were spring crops so so the winter crop is 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 a, is a hybrid a breeding a plant breeding thing that that, that 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 wheat seeds and barley seeds and things are tolerant of 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 frost and things which which they wouldn't have been back in the day so oh gosh we've gone into farming speak though thanks for listening everyone yeah. <laughs> um, well thank you for listening to our farming program on yeah. teachers talk radio well i, I thought it was really interesting i'm going to look at the comments see if i can see if the people are saying yes this is the fascinating this is the content we came here for uh, yeah. All my farming knowledge comes from Clarkson's farm. Ed, have you watched Jeremy Clark? I haven't watched the Jeremy Clarkson series, and the reason for that is I have a very strong aversion to Jeremy Clarkson. It was actually very good, says Charlie. Yes, lots of people did say that lots it of people was very that. good. I've, uh, I've not watched it either because um, I, I have a strong aversion to Clarkson too. But I'm told mm. that Clarkson's not very Clarkson esque yeah. on there, and and he's really it's a it's meant to be a really really good program. Maybe but I think, we should watch. I just it. feel I, I'm I'm quite an obstinate bugger really so if i know quite a lot about something and there's someone else telling me about it even though i might learn something i'm, I'm oh, a bit obstinate, yeah. I'm a bit yeah, obstinate. Yeah, yeah. No, you know right. i find that hard and i know it's not a good trait and i know give it's it a try a says charlie like she's like she's offering me a pill in a club give it a yeah. try give it a try give it a try <laughs> that reminds me of oh, i won't go there um of, <laughs> that reminds me of Ke- kev from stores when i worked at pfizer Oh, I can say this because I'm not on Radio One. Um, and um, when I went to <laughs> Pfizer at Sittingbourne, we were working on a, a sort of, you know, a product enhancement of of, of Viagra. So Viagra is sildenafil citrate. Um, mm-hmm. It's 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 a uh, a weak base sildenafil, the molecule, and so it's yeah. it's a salt of the the, the sildenafil citrate. So react it with citric acid to form a salt, um, which is the crystal that, that, that that's the drug substance um, that's then made into a tablet. And and um, Viagra's got a quite short period of duration of action, rather a bit like paracetamol. You know, you pop a mm-hmm. pop a paracetamol, and then you know three or four hours later, you've got to pop another one. Um, uh, and Viagra doesn't last for very long, and so we were trying to kind of make it last a bit longer with some controlled release technology or modified release technology where you put it, fill it in a capsule you know and you can you can put some polymer layers mm. on some some um, semi-permeable sort of membranes yeah. basically for the for the drug to sort of ooze out through this thing and we, we couldn't it never actually came to market um 
but it was um called it was it was coded as as Viagra dual release as you were going to get us off an immediate release and then a little bit late you get a lot immediate release into the into the bloodstream and then did it work eight hours about eight late eight hours later but but we made this was no we couldn't get the the pharmacokinetics to work so the have you read we're going to go over time have you read Empire of Pain by no. Patrick Radden Keefe. Have I recommended it to you? Before? Oh, you've recommended it. It's all about the um, Sackler um, family, yeah, isn't it? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It is. But you... there's a fascinating bit when they realise that that the game is up. Basically, people are misusing this drug for all sorts of reasons. You know, yeah, people yeah. are. You know, the reason the sales are so high is because they're selling it to people who are misusing it. Um, and they like say so like they sort of put on this pious face and they try and make ways so they put like polymer layers in and things you know to try and say well now you can't yeah, yeah. use it and people are just mashing it you know they're like hitting it with a brick <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> mixing in with half a cup of water and then rubbing it into their gums you know they go oh but look at us we did the right thing we made it harder to misuse yeah not that hard because we still got to sell it <laughs> and then it's and then such we, a fascinating book listeners out there toby hasn't read it yet i don't know what's wrong with him but if you um if you want to read something that reads like a thriller and opens a lid into a world you hadn't realized you probably knew that pharmaceuticals were murky but they are murkier than you knew yeah, I yeah, say, yeah. empire of pain patrick radden keith it's it's a great one it's a great one I'm, I'm going to finish and Viagra. Viagra. Who would have thought? I know we're going to do some music in a second, but hang on, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm going to finish this Viagra story because yeah. um, when we were making the little, little, um, the sort of spherical, um, I can't remember what cultists used to call them, like beads, like spherical sort of beads, a bit like mini polystyrene sort of beads that would fill into the capsule. And so the process of making them on this sort of spray drying, fluidized bed sort of spray dryer technology, um, you used to have to make quite a lot in order to get the sample you needed. The process wasn't scaled to the testing. So in order to get enough for testing and stuff, we used to have to make quite large batches because of the scale of the equipment that we made it on. And so there was quite a lot of waste. And and Kev from Stores at Sittingbourne, which is a satellite site up at at the old Shell research site up at Sittingbourne, um, which Pfizer had a couple of buildings when I first worked for them in the early noughties. And... um, Kev and Source, oi, Tobe, oi, Tobe, in UK 92480, in, in that Viagra, and I went, yeah, that is. He said, you, mm. reckon, I can, you reckon I can sell some of this in, in sitting board in nightclubs at the yeah. weekend? And yeah. I said, yeah, you could, Kev, you could. I reckon you could. I don't think it works very well, this particular <laughs> stuff. But I said, you know, you'd probably get found out, and, you know, oh, are you going to be able to make enough money from it to kind of you let might well lose, lose your job? job. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, sorry for breaching confidentiality there. Um, oh, don't grasp me up, otherwise I'm in trouble. But anyway, I haven't worked for them for twelve years, so there we go. Um, right. Um, Listen, Ed. our friend Mrs. P has joined. It's Mrs. P friend. has joined. Mrs. Wow, P, we love Mrs. P more than we love most. We love all the people who take time to listen to this with real yeah, we love. Do. But Mrs. P, we love an awful lot. So, Miss P, if you're we listening. Really do. Just want to say a big hello, and it's so nice to have you back on the Twitters, and lovely to see you popping up on the stream. We're yeah. about to sign out soon. I've got one more song for you, I think. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, I can't remember the tune to Combine Harvest. How does it go? It's the same tune as Melanie's brand new key. Yeah, I know oh, that. I know the brand... chorus. The chorus is oh. easy. Well, I got 20 acres. And yeah, you we see, got that's 43. easy, right? So the chorus is super, super easy. Because I got a brand new combine. I'll be using the key. 
Come on now, let's get together in perfect harmony. I got 20 acres, and you've got 43 acres. I got a brand new tumbling avister, and I'll give you the key. She made your love. What I can't remember is the verse. Come on, you've started me on Wurzels now. The beginning of I'm a Cider Drinker. I drunk my tractor through your ace Your ace tack last night. I threw my pitchfork at you, donkey. Quite, I don't remember the tune. Sing it for me, and then I'll get you right. I can add a cappella, do blackbird the b-side to uh come on <laughs> where be your blackbird too i know where he be, he be oh i know tree. i know he uh, i know where the blackbird tree where he be i know z and he knows i bugger if i don't get him with a good big stick i'll knock me down blackbird i'll have you how's your father all right <laughs> okay well i was gonna do before people start suggesting combine harvester i was gonna do um a beautiful tender song by the decemberists Yes, Ed, you were. You were going to end on a really cheery note, weren't you? I was going to do that. <laughs> we're not going to go surfing or anything. We're not going to go surfing USA or... or uh... Yeah, I don't know if I know the chords for that. <laughs> Everybody go surfing, surfing USA. I don't know. I think Maybe. surfing USA is mostly about the uh, about the harmonies, isn't it? And the one yeah. thing that we haven't done much of, <laughs> you and me, over these years... It's harmonies. <laughs> mate. No, you're right. You're a good point. Well, mate. Um, go. Let's go to Decemberists. Cheer us up. <laughs> Are we really gonna, I'm going to do it. Song. I like it. I think it's a good song. Ladies and gentlemen, this will be my last song of the season. We're having four weeks off because basically we can't get there. Uh, we'll be yeah. back in, was it the last... Um, Last Wednesday, Wednesday August, of 30, August. 31st which, of August. We are yeah, back. We'll be back in then and then we'll see you through the autumn. Here now, long gone, three freaks and a van gone. Went to the river, but the river got drowned and all the good people were hanging around. Too little, too late, everybody got a Medicaid. Through the winter when the winter comes down All of the city comes hanging around I'm not going on Just to sing another summer song So long, farewell Don't everybody fall over themselves Don't everybody fall over themselves I'm not going on just to sing another summer song. So long, farewell. Don't everybody fall all over themselves. I'm not going on just to sing another sing along suicide song. So long, farewell. Don't everybody fall over themselves. Oh, don't everybody fall all over themselves. Don't everybody fall all over themselves. Oh, you thank you. Love that that song. was a really nice song. Great it's a great song. song, isn't it? It's a Sembrist. Everybody should know that one. Yeah. Um, right, everyone. Um, we could we could go on forever. Ed, have a wonderful, wonderful jaunt around the UK. I hope you get to see lots of wonderful people and see lots of wonderful things. I um, hope so. And then I hope to see you in Exeter in a couple of weeks, two and a half weeks' time, maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. And then... Um, 
We'll all be back on air on the 31st of August. I'm sure we'll be on the Twits on and off through the summer. Um, we will. Take care, everybody. Enjoy. Have a rest. All a right. Break. Nonetheless, my erstwhile pleasures. I'm off to my bed. Sleep well. All right, yeah, and have a great journey, safe journey on the trains. All right, bye-bye, everyone. Night-night, <laughs> all. Sleep well. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.